This is Money, Motivation, and Mike, and I am your host, Michael Wainwright. In charge of the mothership is Jason Wright, and hello to you, world. This is the show that will change your life. You can find all of our content at mx3.vip, and you can contact us, info at mx3.vip, or on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at mx 3 podcast And don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the icon bell to receive all of our content, which comes out every Monday morning around nine o'clock. Now, last week, last week, Jason, and listening and, and, and viewing audience, I told you that Aaron Rodgers was not going to apologize. Now, I'm in a majority of that. It was kind of an easy deal. And just so you know, uh, I'm not new to this to this situation with Aaron Rodgers. I have been, I remember when he got drafted in uh, 2005 and he sat beside, sat on the bench, sat, sat behind uh, Brett Favre for the first couple of years. And I was fortunate enough uh, in 2007 to be at a Dallas Cowboy Thursday night football game against the Green Bay Packers. And Dallas was putting it on Green Bay pretty good. And they took Favre out late in the game and put in Aaron Rodgers. Now, I didn't know who Aaron Rodgers was at that time. I did know that he got drafted uh, with, uh, in, the, in the 2005 draft with um, Alex Smith, who was the, the big boy quarterback at that time in that draft. So I have been following Aaron Rodgers for a long time. And, and obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I will say I'm fortunate to get to see him play his first ever down in the NFL. But uh, all the things that he has done over his, the course of his time, and I don't want to get into an Aaron Rodgers show here, uh, but all the things that he's done over the course of his time, and he's done a lot of great things, several, several times, I think four maybe, MVP of the league, MVP of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions, uh, lots of times in the, um, in the playoffs uh, with the current Dallas coach, Mike McCarthy. Uh, but his comments here on Jimmy Kimmel here the week before last, uh, uncalled for, and it's cost him dearly. But the headlines, as I read them uh, just yesterday, Aaron Rodgers doesn't apologize for Jimmy Kimmel comments, but denies that he disparaged the late-night show host. Now, recapping here, Aaron Rodgers in an appearance Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. If you recall, that's where he made his comments the week before last. He declined to apologize to Jimmy Kimmel for suggesting that the late-night talk show host's name would appear on documents linking him to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. The New York Jets quarterback did, however, dispute the notion that he previously accused Kimmel of being a pedophile. Well, I don't think anybody thought that he was uh, referring to him as a pedophile, but I do think he he thought he was going to be on the list. I mean, that's what he said. And and here is what he said. There is, and this is a quote from um, Aaron Rodgers the week before last on the Pat McAfee show, ESPN. There's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, that are really hoping that doesn't come out. Rodgers said on McAfee's show. Now, the, 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 the 300 million Americans that live in the United States, 300 million plus, and they all know who the night show host is. Most, a lot of people know who Aaron Rodgers is. And he makes that comment. That tells me Jimmy Kimmel is up to some mischief. He's going to be on that list. And that list is a bad list, uh, no matter what. And we know a lot of people that have been on that list. Uh, that As it released, released the week before last and more here this week. There's nothing else that says 
But Jimmy Kimmel will be on that list. And he's over here rebutting that now, that, that, that he did not say it in those particular words, and he did not accuse Jimmy Kimmel of being a pedophile. Uh, nope, nobody, nobody can read into this and then think that Jimmy Kimmel's a pedophile. But what he did do was insinuate that Jimmy Kimmel was going to be on that list. And he did that in a negative, a negative nature. There, there's no doubt about that. So whatever you want to do. Uh, he continued to say on the Pat McAfee show, I'm not calling him one, neither should you, Roger said. Let's make that crystal clear. I don't take any excitement or joy out of anybody doing that. So don't do that in my name. We don't have to. You already have. You've already accused the dude. Come on. Don't do that at all. Those are serious acquisitions, acquisitions meant for people who are on the list. You already insinuated he's going to be on the list, dude. Come on. This, this, is, this, is, this is crazy. And again, there are some names that came out recently from a dep- deposition from 2005, but there's still flight logs and a lot of other things that are going to come out. How does he know this? How did, he, how, did, how did he know to single out of these, what was it, 105 people, 115 people the week before last? How does he know or insinuate or believe that Jimmy Kimmel is going to be on this list? How does he know that there's still logs that are going to come out and, 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 and put a lot of other people's names in, a, in bad light as well? Uh, who knows? Um, this, is corrupt, this corruption goes deep, he continues to say. I believe that most people that probably looked at it believe that it goes deep. Uh, we already know the, some of the names that, that are on there, such as uh, President Trump, President Clinton, blah, blah, blah. As it also said, just like with Leonardo DiCaprio, doesn't mean anything. It means you're on the list. Name could have come up. Hey, do you know, do you know Donald Trump? It's a yes or no. Your name's going to be on the list. I'm not calling him one. No one should. Don't do it in my name. That's not cool. I'm not about that. He repeated it again in quotations. Aaron, I don't know how else you can say that you were not calling him something. I'm not saying you, you were calling him a pedophile, and I don't think you were. But there are people, including Jimmy Kimmel, that are really hoping that doesn't come out. What else does that to mean? Well, mm. here's, here's what it means. Aaron Rodgers is officially no longer a weekly guest on the Pat McAfee show. ESPN has removed him from that, and I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to read that out. Aaron Rodgers is off the ESPN's Pat McAfee show for the season after ugly remarks about Jimmy Kimmel and the conspiracy theories. Aaron Rodgers is done as a guest of Pat McAfee's ESPN show for the remainder of the NFL season. Don't know what else you can say to that. Rodgers on Thursday said he understands how serious the allegations uh, would be, but assured you that he never accused Kimmel of that. (laughs) (laughs) He sees things in a different light than other people. Remember, this is the UFO dude who as well. Uh, And, and whatever Rogers now, now Rogers after, okay, he says he never accused Kimmel of that. He knows how serious the allegations are. He knows what he said the week before last. And now guess what Rogers is doing? Criticizing ESPN. Rodgers continued his criticism of ESPN on Tuesday by going after Mike Foss, ESPN's senior vice president of studio and digital production, who told the Washington Post Rodgers' comments were, weren't accurate. 
whatever, whatever. I just, I wanted to say that we brought this up on the show. Um, as I was saying over the last 15 plus years, Aaron Rodgers has done phenomenal work on the field. Uh, I do believe he should have won more than one, um, one Super Bowl or even gone to more than one Super Bowl, but that's not always on just one person's per- person's plate. But everything that he has done, he is now demolishing before the public. And there's a whole lot of people, and I'm going to give you an example of this. There's a, there's a whole lot of people that remember that Pete Rose was the, or is the home run king, or excuse me, the hitting king. Most people cannot tell you how many hits he had. Ten years after he retired, people could kick it out. You know, I, I would just say this. Most people don't know that that number's over over 4,000, 4,000 hits. Uh, most people don't know that. Now, what they do know is that they heard he cheated on baseball. He cheated in baseball. He bet on baseball. That's what they know. Uh, they probably don't even know he's a switch hitter. A lot of people won't even know that he played for the Cincinnati Reds and the Philadelphia Phillies all of his career. But they know Pete Rose was, is, whatever, a cheater. He's not in the Hall of Fame for those reasons, etc. Um, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is going that far, but he is he is upsetting a lot of people, including now being dismissed from his current, his current opportunity of a job. Now, Moving along here, uh, another big topic here over the last couple of weeks, Jason, has been the removal or trying attempted removal of Donald J. Trump on the ballots. And what caught my eyes this week, uh, you, you know, you can this is you can get anybody to do anything you want. If you persuade, you pay, whatever it is, uh, hold a gun to their head. Regardless, you can get just about anything you want done. Maybe, maybe you're not doing it legally but you can get it done. So when they, whenever they say that they're going to remove Trump from the Colorado, the state of Colorado ballot, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. We'll see how it all turns out. This one caught my eye. And it was because of the headlines. An Obama judge shuts down efforts to kick Donald Trump off the ballot. Now, we all know that the Supreme Court has people who retire. Uh, during administrations, and that particular setting president gets to appoint those those judges, and typically those judges line up with that particular president's beliefs. And in Obama's case, it would be more of a liberal democratic view. Here's what the federal judge in Nevada said: A federal judge in Nevada who was appointed by former President Obama dismissed the lawsuit on Monday that sought to have Donald Trump off the ballot. Trump is the front runner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, and he faces legal challenges that seek to remove him from the ballot in several states. With two having already barred his name, the primary voters' consideration, the lawsuit, the lawsuit argue that Trump is ineligible to run under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. I'm going to get on that and touch that here in just a minute, which bars officials who have sworn an oath to the U.S. Constitution for holding office that they engage in insurrection. Insurrection. We're going to talk about insurrection as well. Okay. On Monday, that district judge, Gloria Navarro, dismissed a lawsuit filed by John Anthony Castro, a presidential candidate from Texas, never heard of him. 
that sought to have Trump removed from the ballot in Nevada. According to the judge, the judge Navarro, Castro, who has sought lawsuits to remove Trump from the ballots in multiple states under the agreement, under the argument that Trump is ineligible under insurrection, clause of the 14th Amendment, lacks standing in the case as he manufactured the conditions that led to the lawsuit citing his bid for presidency. Now, first thing I do is ask myself, how can this judge see it this way, a judge in Colorado see it this way, and I believe Maine, Maine has, uh, let, me, let me see here, Maine, Maine's the second state, second state to remove former president from the 2024 ballot, preventing him from participating in the primary in March. Okay, now the, the, the state of Colorado has, the, the Republicans from the state of Colorado have, has appealed uh, their their uh, the, the actions that went on there and uh, the Colorado Supreme Court ruled in a four to three decision back in December that the former president had engaged in insurrection during the U.S. Capitol rights January the sixth twenty twenty one making him ineligible to run for public office under the Fourteenth Amendment. The decision was immediately criticized by Republicans across the country, including Trump's campaign, which accused the ruling of being a scheme to interfere in the upcoming election on behalf of the president, Joe Biden. Okay. Eight days after this ruling, which is the end of the 2023 year, late December, the Colorado Republican Party asked the the federal Supreme Court to reinstate Trump, arguing in a 34-page petition that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which prohibits those who are sworn to uphold the Constitution and then engage in insurrection, hold office again. This does not apply to the office of the president, is what the Colorado Republican Party is saying. The state GOP also argued that the clause is not self-executing, meaning that only Congress can enforce it. Well, if you go in and you read, you will find out that, that there is some truth to that, especially in the Senate. But excluding Trump from the ballot in the state of Colorado by the Colorado Supreme Court engaged in an unprecedented disregard for the First Amendment rights of the political party to select the candidate of their choice and the rights of the people to choose their elected officials. Now, what they're saying is, is that uh, four people, the Supreme Court, the Colorado Supreme Court, um, voted four to three. So they're saying that a person is not being put on a ballot over four people's decisions and that the people, uh, the, 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 the voting public would not get a chance in the state of Colorado to vote for their choice that they want to become president of the United States. All right. Now, I will say this. Um, in response to their appeal, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, better known as Crew, their legal watchdrop group, who has filed the original lawsuit seeking to block Trump from being on, on the court or, or on the ballot in the U.S. Supreme Court, they are asking Colorado, a ruling on the Colorado Supreme Court, arguing that the case should be settled before primary voting begins in, fe- in January. So, um, at least crew is trying to get an answer which should help out both parties and find out exactly where we stand. But once again, 
this is where uh, the state and the federal governments contradict each other, not on the same page, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, the, and the electing of the president of the United States is a federal election. Doesn't have anything to do with, in my eyes, state government. So when the Republicans are arguing that they don't have the jurisdiction to put someone or not put someone on the ballot, you know, I kind of agree in that. All right. Now, they, they, the people who the groups that are trying to get Trump taken off the ballot is continuing to argue insurrection. And what is insurrection? A violent uprising against an authority or government. That is the Webster's Dictionary. Okay. While the term insurrection is not explicitly defined by federal law, courts, and legal scholars, generally to interrupt in a violent uprising and organized resistance against the government or its regulations. So what does the 14th Amendment say about insurrection? It banned those who engaged in insurrection against the United States from holding any civil, military, or elected office without the approval of two-thirds of the House and Senate. So it does. It doesn't say anything about the state House and Senate. It talks about the federal government, United States House and Senate. So there again, I believe uh, maybe there's there are plenty of reasons that Trump shouldn't be on the ballot, but I don't think it's up to the state to decide that. It's up to the federal government to decide that. And and that is the reason that the federal government has set up the rules and regulations and guidelines for what it takes to be qualified to run for the president, of which I'm going to touch on here in a minute. But within Section 3 of the 14th Amendment on insurrection, in short, Section 3, disqualification appears to apply to any covered person who has taken an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States and thereafter either engages in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or gives aid or comfort to the enemies of the United States. Now, there you go again. Now it's back to opinion with what Trump was doing on January the 6th, 2021 in Washington, D.C. Was he encouraging? Was he being rebellious? Blah, 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 blah. Now, here we are. Three years later, and he has this, this is this is what I always say. He still hasn't been uh, convicted of a crime. So moving right along, what are the requirements of the United to be president of the United States? It does not say you have to go and get the approval of your local governor or your local senator, your local congressman. It doesn't say you got to go before your state's uh, a court system and be voted in. Here are the legal requirements for president, presidential candidates. They have to remain the same, and they have remained the same since the day George Washington accepted the presidency. Did you realize that, Jason? I didn't. That the, the requirements to be the president of the United States has not changed since 1776. As directed by the Constitution, a presidential candidate must be a natural-born citizen of the United States, a resident of the U.S. for 14 years and at least 35 years of age or older. By the way, JFK was elected at 43, youngest president ever. Okay, so moving over here. A person can be disqualified by conviction in a Senate impeachment trial 
but a criminal conviction does not affect eligibility. How about that? It takes the Senate to impeach mm-hmm. to get you out. So this is this is um, when you're running or you already are president because you know Trump could get a could, could get elected president and then be convicted of what took place on January the sixth. Even when he does that, it still takes impeachment to get him out. He doesn't automatically become unqualified as a convicted felon. Hmm. I don't know if they thought that through uh, back in 1776. But anyway, just to prove this, in 1920, social party candidate Eugene Debs ran for president from prison. How about that? But... No major party candidate has ever sought the nation's highest office while facing criminal charges. Once again, that's what Trump is uh, in the process of doing right now. As he faces criminal charges, he's also running for president of the United States. Um, he's got a lot of things to think about on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. More, more than I think sometimes I got it bad. Woo. He signed up for all this. Self-inflicted, Jason. Okay, Jason and listening and viewing audience. That's enough on Trump and Jimmy Kimmel and Rogers, Aaron Rogers. Let's, let's move over here to what happened on Wednesday when the house committee uh, on contempt hearing for the first son of the United States, Hunter Biden, I believe makes an unexpected visit to the hearing. So this first one here, is uh, Representative Mace. Now, both Representative Mace, we're going to do this one, and we've also got Rep. Representative Green. Mary, Marjorie, Marjorie Green, yeah. And obviously they're both females, of which I don't know why that has any importance, but both of them, we'll see. They're here. Both of them are females. I'll explain, because I did see this on TV. All right, let's roll. My first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my- All right, here's the first thing. Why do we got to get ugly right off the bat, Jason? Why do we got to get ugly? I, whether, whether the guy's guilty, innocent, they need, to, they need to hang him in the middle of the courthouse, whatever. Who bribed him to come? And I know that he's been on these boards in the other side of the world and, and paid off and all this other stuff. But why do we have to stoop to the other person's mm-hmm. level? And I think that's what she's doing. But anyway, it's very inappropriate to me to say you're 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 a congressman, congresswoman, and representing 435 of you guys, representing the world, representing the United States, and you're doing that. My first question. Um, second question: You are the epitome of white privilege. Coming into the that is an opinion. He's the epitome of white privilege. I understand that his dad has apparently. Gotten him out of a few things, but I once again, why? Who bribed him? Why he's here? I wonder why he's there too. But you know, he is there, and also the epitome of white privilege. I'm sure why that has anything to do with anything. You got him in the courtroom. You've been wanting to talk to him. Why don't you talk to him? The oversight committee spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena. All right. By the way, he didn't come in and spit on the ground or anybody's face. I understand what she's saying that, that by him showing up, blah, 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 is just spitting in their face. 
subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. And now, right there. Come on. Mm -hmm. This lady's all dressed up. She's very nice looking. And she's using that kind of language in the House of the United States of America. Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman. Um, if the, the lady recognizes, if the general lady wants to hear from names? Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. And Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from I'm Hunter speaking. Biden. Now, I don't know whose voice that is. Do you know who that is, Jason? I don't, I don't. Okay. But, but probably a Democratic representative saying, let's hear from Safe. Hunter Biden right now. Safe to say. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order. Okay, right there, Mrs. Representative Mace. Are women allowed to speak here? Why, why did we got to go to, is it a woman? Now, right. this is where I was referring to when we started up this, uh, this clip here, is because I had, I had seen this, and, and obviously it generated some interest, and I saw it on, on TV. But why does it matter whether you're a man or a woman? Why do you think you have to bring that up? Your constituents, your voting, your voters— elected you whether you are white black male female whatever you are mm -hmm. and they sent you up there now why do you gotta let everybody else know that you're a woman it's pretty obvious she's a woman are, are, order, order, are women face, allowed to speak in here or no are, okay. are women allowed to there speak in here or you keep interrupting me okay my first question is now back on that right there i just wanted to show that blurb because it shows the chaos that goes on up there. Uh, excuse me. And it sounds like it's nothing more than a bunch of grade schoolers that are out of control in third grade trying to decide who's going to get the match to sleep on, who's going who's going to get the next cookie, and why can't I go to mm -hmm. the restroom? It's just it's ridiculous. It's a circus. The, it's, it is a circus. These are elected officials, and that's the way we act. And we spend so much time on crap up there. Now, uh, Hunter Biden needs to be accountable for his actions, but look at all the time we spend on useless stuff. We got hunger problems. We, 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 we have pollution problems. We have a tax problem. We for sure have mm -hmm. a health insurance problem. And we're talking about these kind of things, or this thing in particular. Oversight committee uh, debating Hunter Biden's contempt of court in Congress. All right. Now let's move over here to uh, Representative uh, Marjorie Green. Are we, we have that pulled up, Jason? It's ready to go. Hunter, oh, apparently whoa. you're afraid of my words. Uh, here <laughs> okay. What we got here is Hunter Biden is leaving the hearing. And I don't know the time clip from when um, Mrs. Mace, uh, Representative May spoke to when uh, Mrs. Representative Green spoke. But nevertheless, she now she now has the floor, mm -hmm. and and she's wanting to talk to um, Hunter Biden, and he's leaving he's leaving the hearing. <laughs> oh, I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. All right, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Why does she got to say it's like oh? Like, once again, you're talking to a, a six-year-old who just fell on the concrete at the playground, boo-booed up his, up his knee. Why do we got to act like this? I, he just walked out, and now he's a coward and blah, blah, blah. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women. Okay. That, that statement in itself offends me. Why do you have to identify that you are once again a woman? The listening audience can tell this is a female's voice. The listening, the, the viewing audience can tell that it is a female by looking at her without the voice. Mm-hmm. So why do we have to point out you're a representative from your district, 435 of you, you've been elected once again by your, the voting citizens of your, of your district. Why do you have to point out that you are a female? You are a woman. It, there's reasons of why it continues to be a subject. And usually the ones who think it's a subject are the ones that are being done wrong are the ones bringing up the subject. Obviously, the fact that you are a female has nothing to do with you being elected. Once again, the people of that area thought enough of you to elect you. Who knows? Both of these ladies probably defeated men. Because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. And All right. Once again, un- unprofessionalism. Um, I have no doubts that she believes that he's a coward. I believe he's done cowardly things. But in the House, the Senate of the United States of America, I don't believe you should be expressing yourself in that particular fashion. And also, once again, it's just an opinion. Uh, but but anyway, I, this is not take up for Hunter Biden Day because I've been on him harder than 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 these ladies have. Uh, but it's just why do you do these things? I mean, it's just it, it's sickening to know that this 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 isn't a bunch of people on January the 6th running up there and throwing doing what they did at the Capitol. These are elected officials that should know better. This is also a coward that sat right here in front of Mickey Babbitt, Ashley Babbitt's mother who was murdered on January 6th by Michael Byrd, the Capitol Police officer. And the, you want to talk about a committee, a political sham? I'll totally, totally disagree with you, uh, uh, Ms. Mace. That January 6th committee was not bipartisan. It was a complete setup to go after President Trump, go after Republicans, go after anyone that believes in free and fair elections, People that believe the Department of Justice should be fair and balanced, not a political weaponized department of of the federal government that is targeting President Trump, his supporters, people that walked in the Capitol on January 6th, and now people that stood outside the Capitol. There's been no justice for Ashley Babbitt's family. Okay, stopping right there, because this is where the presenters of good quality information get lost. Everything she said there, I I, I believe it uh, was a witch hunt as well. Who knows if it was? It certainly looked that way. Uh, I don't think it was bipartisan. Uh, the committee that was set up to investigate the January the 6th, 2021 stuff, regardless, she already turned me off by her introduction, the coward part, laughing at Hunter Biden when he left, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes along and makes a good quality, strong statement, whether you agree or disagree with it. And I'm not even listening to it. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to it because we're doing this show. But 
I've already turned her off if I'm if I'm watching this on the news. I've already turned her off if I'm listening to the radio going down the highway because of her uh, the way she approached the, the 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 situation here. It's just a big turnoff, and I don't I don't know why why we do these things. Because here, think about it this way: these are elected officials, and I know we put them up on the pedestal, but they're also distinguished i mean whenever the committee when 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 the when the when the the committee house or or the or the the person in charge of the senate this mr speaker as we've talked about sam raber many times they always say the distinguished gentleman from texas the distinguished lady from missouri okay well if you're distinguished and that's the words of the individual in this particular chambers using towards his colleague then why can't you be distinguished? <clears throat> the distinguished woman, please speak, and we're talking about these two. First one uses the word balls. The second one uses the word coward. And we wonder why the people that live in these communities around the United States of America act the way they do. Because leadership is supposed to be in Washington, D.C. This is not quality leadership. I, I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of how they come out and speak. I, I like a lot of the things that they say, but their presentation is ugly to me. And I have no reason, I have no idea why, once again, both of them have to point out that they're a woman. And you're scared of me because I'm a woman. And I'm, I'm, I'm being looked, I, I can't speak in this chambers because I'm a woman. That's a bunch of crap. Money Motivation and Mike continues to bring you content that I, I know is uh, uplifting to you. We didn't talk about our stats on this show, uh, uh, this episode today, but I can tell you they continue to increase, and a whole lot of that is due to Jason and 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 how he brings things to our platform, uh, mx3.vip, and, and the way things are presented. I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done, and we're going to continue to pursue. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of this type of uh, stuff coming up. Uh, over the next, well, till November, we're going to be hitting politics along the way, at least probably once or twice a month. Uh, I'm going to get back to taxes here at the start of this January 2024 year because we need to talk about a few of those things as the tax season, the first time you can file be in January the 29th of 2024 for your 2023 tax returns. So that's the day you can e-file. We're going to touch on some of that stuff. Uh, also got a local young man that's going to be running for a local office in our area. And I want to hear from the young people and, and, and hear what their thoughts are on some of these things as well as they run for election. Always contact us at info, info at mx3.vip or find us on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at mx3podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the icon bell to get notified of all of our new content that comes out every Monday morning around 9 o'clock. Once again, from Money Motivation and Mike and everyone who's been a part of this, continue to live your life the right way.